what is up, everybody? Thank you for checking out the Pat Out of Hell podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Patrick Christopher. Uh, today, I have uh, Javi. Javi from Medusa Complex on the pod, man. How's it going, man? It's going good. Thanks for having me, man. No, thanks for coming <laughs> out. I, we did try to do this like almost a year ago, I think, yeah, I right? I think it was like right when COVID started clearing up or like when people were going out and doing stuff again. Yeah, dude. So like right in that era. <laughs> we were trying to make that happen. And then I think you said like one of your roommates might have got. Yeah. And so you're, ah, I think I got to cancel on the pod yeah. or. Which I which I get now, but like I guess we're in the clear, whatever. It so it feels uh, like that now. Thank God. <laughs> now yeah, we're able man. To do events and stuff like freely. I feel like it's there's a whole renaissance going on now with like art too. I feel like it's crazy. Like new musicians, new venues. Like there's yeah. so many new things that happen post COVID. I think people were kind of bummed out with the whole thing, and then like they got like inspired to like come back Absolutely. hard. <laughs> yeah. You know. I feel that. Uh, so let, let's get into it. Uh, uh, plugs. Anything you got to plug? What do you got to promote or uh, anything before we jump into the episode? So uh, Medusa Complex SA, we have Bandcamp, uh, Instagram, pretty much every social media. Yeah. And anywhere you can find music. We had just put a full-length LP out in November, I think. It was like November, the early November we put out. Lapel du Vide, our first full-length album. Uh-huh. We're about to go hit up San Antonio College and record some more music and put out an EP, hopefully this summer. So Dope, dude. we got some more future stuff coming up, too. Yeah. <laughs> so got Spotify, YouTube Music, all the major platform stuff. Check that out. <laughs> so the, the latest release, right? Did y'all record that during the pandemic? So it was, like, conceptualized during the pandemic, and then we, like picked it up for a second and then once they gave us the green light for gigs again i was like no we're doing gigs again yeah because <laughs> like, i was like hungry for that like so we gigged for maybe six months did an ep release like a proper ep release for the last one that we did it during covid mm-hmm. because we had done a split in the like middle of the pandemic to kind of like stay relevant mm-hmm. <laughs> while, while the scene was on pause and stuff um so then we did an actual release for that and then we like started going back to the studio and recording again but that one we did mostly in-house well i was with the a label tempe at the time Uh and we recorded that in house there and it was it was a passion project more or less like it was like I need to get this out. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a sneeze that I needed to get out. Yeah, for sure. Like that. But I'm glad it's out there now. How old is this has this been, Medusa Complex? Uh, conceptually four years okay. going on, but like actually Medusa Complex, uh like three. Yeah, it was like March seventeenth, I think it was our first show twenty nineteen. Oh, okay. Something like that. It was like a before Pink Zeppelin, do you know where Pink Zeppelin's at? Have you ever been there? No. It's like over there off Culebra uh, and Old Grissom. Nice little venue. They do open mics there on Thursday nights. You really? Check it out. Yeah, it's a cool little spot. Okay. They're really tightening it in the DIY right now, so check out Pink Zeppelin. Um, they were Imagine Books and Records first, and that's where we kind of got our foot in the oh, door. Oh, okay, yeah. There, so yeah. that's the same spot? Yeah, where their location was, uh, They these guys are kind of like taking the reins. It's a, it's a bookshop, record store, 
and they host like DIY gigs and have people come do like poetry readings. That's dope, comedy. dude. That's it's a dope. cool spot. They're cool guys too. All of them are super chill. Yeah, local stuff. <laughs> so you say conceptually four years, but only like uh, actual three. What does what does conceptually four years mean? So the drummer that originally drummed with Medusa, Jared Fulon, we. Uh, we met up in 2018 and had like a bunch of rehearsals and stuff. Yeah. We never played a gig until like 2019. So we kind of like played with the, and we were called a different name. We were called uh, the Delivery Boy before we were. Delivery Boy. Yeah, so it was a little more like pop punky, especially okay. in the earlier days. We were more on the pop punk Midwest emo side. Yeah. I still think we have that flavor, but we've kind of gotten more on the, like the existential like heavy like shoegazy side and yeah i like the evolution but now i'm kind of like listening to the old stuff and like i kind of want to do more pop punky stuff yeah. again like life's going good i guess so <laughs> that's the vibe right now <laughs> so yeah i'm over my I guess I got all the COVID stuff out of my body now yeah. with the lapel du vide thing, so that was good. I'm sure everyone was going through some shit. What is that al uh, that album title, lapel du vide? What is so what is it that? means call to the void. It's Latin for like, like you know when you're driving on the highway and you're like, damn, that oncoming traffic looks really good. Jeez. <laughs> That's like what it means essentially. Like when you have like you look over a cliff and you're just like. I want to jump off. Yeah. Like, I know everyone gets those feelings. Oh, for sure. That. Yeah, yeah. That's what that means, though. It's How scary is that, that that's such a common thing? It, it, you know? It's just human you, nature. You, I've heard that before. I've thought it before, yeah. you know? I mean, it's 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 scary. Intrusive thoughts. Because, <laughs> because you do get like a little carried away, like, oh, shit, was I really just thinking that shit? Yeah, and it's like you're not actually thinking that. It's just your brain, like, the idea. Yeah, like, the idea like, oh, is like, right there. How that's scary that because you such know a how it, I think it's more of like you come to the thought of like we're insignificant like yeah it's a it's a hard pill to swallow but it's it's necessary I think like, yeah it is <laughs> that's why I like that name too because it was very much in that time everyone was just facing the void like mm -hmm. nobody's social interaction you're just isolated from like humankind pretty much like subdued to a screen yeah. <laughs> everybody like i'm sure you had to do like online zoom meetings and stuff yeah dude, dude. <laughs> yeah it's crazy and in fact i'm just about to go back to the office i've been working from home really yeah nice. so there's two years i know man now they're making us go full time back to the office and i'm like shit do i even want to work here anymore <laughs> like dude? is this worth it <laughs> yeah dude uh because that sucks man like I don't know what, what you do for work, but like just like being able to roll out of bed and then just clock in and just start oh, working, yeah. dude. Yeah. Such a fucking nice thing. I did sales for a little bit, and it was literally, I would just not even dress up because we were just on the phone and stuff. Yeah. Like, I'd be in my underwear on my computer. Yeah, for sure. Making calls and making money on my computer right there, but then like, I don't know. I, I am a social creature. As introverted as I am, I have to get out. That's why I have to, like, play gigs. That's my only social interaction that I, like, get besides, like, work and stuff. Yeah. So, other than that, I'm in my, like, storage unit just jamming, like, playing music or, like, screen printing or something. Those are, like, all that consumes my time. Yeah. Everything else. <laughs> that's, that's pretty dope, man. So, uh, how long have you been playing music? 
Mm, like, what do you remember? 16, I started, like, well, I've been a singer all my life. Like, I've I've sang for, like, I was an acapella and, like, really? all that stuff, like a, like a little choir thing growing up. Like, through church or school? or like- It was school, and, like, then they, like, I was one of the better, like, vocalists, I guess, so they put me in special edition, which was, like, the little bit more elevated acapella. Yeah. And that's kind of where I was, like, it taught me how to breathe correctly, so now I know how to scream correctly. Yeah. It taught me a lot of good technique. Um, and I never wanted to play an instrument. I just wanted to be a front man. Like, you know Chino Moreno? Like, mm-hmm. I love his, like, energy on stage. I want that. I wanted to do that type of stuff. Yeah. Like, just where I could run around, whip the mic around, and do stuff like that. But then um, when I moved up here, because I'm not from here. I'm from West Texas. Oh, okay. So I moved up here in 2016. It was like, I guess I got to learn how to play the guitar now. Like, yeah. if I want to do a gig, like, I could go just read poetry or sing acoustic or, like, acapella, but who wants to do that? Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. Guitar accompaniment is, like, way more. Uh, people can digest that easier, mm-hmm. I feel like. So I learned acoustic. I learned all the basic, like, Ain't No Sunshine, like, all those, like, open chord songs. I'm like, hey, this is kind of chill. I kind of like playing the guitar. <laughs> yeah. Then I got obsessed with it, and like, when I was going to college, uh, I would, like, so I would have four hours at school. Uh, it was, like, from, like, 2 to, like, 6 or something like that. I'd wake up at 11 p.m. or 11 a.m. and just jam from 11 till I had to go to college. Yeah. Like, dude, I learned so much. I'd just be on YouTube, like, yeah. <laughs> how to do math rock chords, like, how to do all these weird, intricate. I'd buy like chord books and just find the hardest chord and be like, I'm going to learn that today. I think it worked out in my favor. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, for sure, man. Because you, when you said you just started playing in 2016, that's not a long time. And like, uh, like a lot of the stuff that you write and a lot of the stuff that's on the album and even the videos that I've seen, you're doing the, the finger. Like, yeah, tacky stuff. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Like usually like, yeah, I've been playing since I was like eight. And, but like you, you're kind of <laughs> no, really it's new. It's crazy because then I see people who have jammed since they're like eight and I'm like, oh my God, I'm like out of my element. Like people who know theory and stuff, I admire that so much. Like, yeah, dude. Super crazy because that's like they devote their lives to that like yeah it's badass it's a craft for sure like uh before i got into comedy i was doing i was playing drums i was oh, doing like yeah, two yeah. decades of like pursuing music and stuff no shit yeah that's dude. what's up i lived in austin lived in seattle did a couple of tours out of seattle and stuff i mean like um, i mean i'm i'm here doing comedy now so mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's yeah that's what that, it's but a like, cutthroat industry man <laughs> oh yeah for sure but uh i was saying because p- playing drums i started doing that i didn't get good until high school when I, I joined the marching band and that's, oh, but but like before that years of just fucking noise dude but that's where you like get into it like because yeah. you're passionate about it at that point then you, in high school where you're learning like you're like now i'm gonna learn technique like yeah. i'm gonna learn how to get into it and learn the structure of it and yeah stuff. the fundamentals and stuff because mm-hmm. like before i was just like again just noise dude. it's so unbelievable how like my mom made me like let me uh play <laughs> that's how you know you got good parents man that's Yo, cool man fuck, dude <laughs> well, we lived in an apartment and i still had a drum set and I, they they let me play that's badass yeah dude, dude. pissing <laughs> off all the neighbors pissing them all up but they couldn't like, tell let us him shit. do his thing yeah dude this cat's cooking <laughs> hella supportive dude hella supportive uh, so but i like it took me years mm-hmm. years before i even like 
made sense before it actually made sense mm. what i was doing so to see like oh yeah i picked it up in, in 2016 because that's not that long ago so i mean just i mean but you said hours and hours yeah, of just i was in there getting, like, in the hyperbolic time chamber yeah too. like but i also was surrounded by a bunch of great musicians helping me out too and stuff so that was like another reason i think i learned so much in such a short amount of time yeah the influences like the scene here is crazy. Like, there's so many good local bands. It blows my mind. I'm just like, give it five more years. These bills are going to be, like, touring bills and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's cool to see the drive out here. And then in the comedy scene, too, y'all hustle. Like, Well, there's not a lot. There's not a lot of rooms. There's not a lot of places and stuff. So, like, uh, it, it's... Yeah, you have to hustle. Anytime there's an open mic, you're just like, boom, I'm there. Yeah, every night. I'm out every every night because... So you do Do you hit, like, multiple places in one night? Or like, it, we don't really have that situation. Like, in, in Austin, there's, like, three, four uh, spots. Here, it's, like, it's one spot a night. Maybe two if you're lucky, mm. you know. Uh, or if you're doing a show, you'll do a show, and then you go do the mic or vice versa and stuff. Word. So, like, you, you have to get it. Because, like... Comedy is unlike music. Music, you uh, you rehearse at home. Yeah. You put it together at home. And then when you're writing with a band, you're like, okay, well, now we're going to practice these songs. And then you can practice, practice, and then go do the show. Mm -hmm. And you already have the product there. Comedy doesn't work like that, man. Like, you have to, you, you have to rehearse in front of these people. You have to. You could write it uh, out. That sounds like, uh, that just gave me, like, a chill thing. Yeah, dude, that. like. Like, dude, like, uh, I'll, I'll run my set in the shower. I was like, oh, this is going to fucking kill. And then I go on stage and I do the same thing that I did in the shower. And it was just like crickets. I was like, fuck. Yeah, because you don't dude. know how people's going to react to it. Yeah. Like, something that's funny to you could be so completely unfunny to somebody. Yeah, else. for like, sure, man. That's wild. Yeah, because and then you have to know how to, like, riff off people, improv, like, yeah. hecklers, I'm sure, or a thing. Like, yeah, whatever. for sure. And, and it, it, it takes a while. It takes a while to get, like, really good. So even when I tell people, like, new comics, you know, people get get on the scene and they just like they do the first open mic. Okay, now book me, book me for your shows. Yo, I was chill like, out. dude, it doesn't work with that. Yeah. And I tell people like doing comedy. This is how I I, I yeah. see it. It's like uh, learning guitar. Mm. You know, like sure, I I learned a chord, but nobody's gonna pay to see me play this that chord, one chord, the yeah. one chord. You know, yeah, yeah. now I need to learn how another chord. Now I need to know like you know. Because an open mic together. is usually like how long? A minute? You get one minute? Or some are three minutes, some are five minutes, some are seven minutes. That's a lot of material. To, and see, I feel like for someone to do five minutes and then be like, book me, it's like you got 45 minutes of material to just go up there and it's, like. It's so wild how delusional a lot of these people no, are. I know? see that too, man. That's like. I can't. I don't understand it. I'm like, get your feet wet first. Like, yeah. get have a, a crash, have a bad set first, and yeah. then see what, how you feel afterward. Because I feel like that's a big make or break. People only like count their blessings and like you got to remember like the humbling times. Yeah, like, dude. You when to... you like played to nobody or like when, but how did you react to that? Like, yeah. that's the other main. Because we've played to empty like. I mean, in the span of those three years, yeah, you have to play to empty crowds mm -hmm. or, like, whatever, do your thing. I just think of it like, now we're rehearsing with, like, a sound guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're doing it now, whatever, cool. Because when we went, we did our first little, like, tour thingy okay. uh, last November. And we played in Houston, and it was kind of a cool turnout, but it's, like, essentially we're playing to just all the other bands that are yeah. local or whatever. And... 
thank God it was cool. I was grateful for it, whatever. But I'm just like, <laughs> like, that's what happens. That, that's a humbling moment right there. You you're so in your local scene, and the second you step out, like nobody knows who we are. Yeah, like, we are so out of our like pond. This is a completely new thing. Like. And people don't realize that. They get comfortable with that one <laughs> time, mm-hmm. the one mm-hmm. good time. And it's like, you got to rep it, rep it out. <laughs> nah, man. And then, like, with, with music, music's so Like, you have to tour. Like, nobody... Mm-hmm. It's really hard to discover new bands, maybe through social media. You know? Yeah. It's all word of mouth, And then maybe. it's usually a gimmicky thing at that point. Yeah. Usually. So, I mean, you, you have to tour, and you have to do that stuff. And... and, and even though you're going to Houston and you're playing just in front of the other bands, there's still people listening yeah, to the music. They're going to recommend that to whoever. Yeah. whoever. yeah, yeah. Even though they do what you do, they can still be a fan of what you do. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And it's a little different. Like at the open mics, you just you just pretty much sometimes, a lot of times, it's just other comics mm-hmm. that are in the room. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that there's an audience. Uh, so I mean, like, you get. You, it's not the same thing as with the band thing, you know. Yeah. It's a whole separate thing for sure. But you have to get used to like doing the thing in front of the same people. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long was that tour that y'all did? It was. I think we did three dates. We did Houston, Denton, and San Marcos, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just those three. Yeah. Uh, Denton was crazy, man. Their scene's really cool over there. Like a bunch of people. We played a Howling Mutt, like in this little breezeway in between two little like buildings and it's a little college town too so like this whole little gaggle of college students are like dude we heard y'all from the street and came in i was like see so stuff like that those are the moments where it's like okay that that empty house was worth this type of stuff (laughs) like no for sure i'm cool with this now like so it's like a give and take but just playing in a different city in general yeah an honor like that's so much fun playing anywhere honestly and for like, sure and like touring in texas i mean you could just do that for a while oh, you know dude, like for sure it's so huge and that's kind of what our idea is of just like getting known in the local texas scene because yeah. i feel like we've gotten our shoes like filled here in san antonio so we kind of want to start branching out we played austin uh the 13th that was pretty cool south by is just clusterfuck man it's just so oh much, yeah dude. so much shit man like driving downtown we were like carrying our gear and like merch downtown people were like where are y'all playing I'm, like y'all aren't gonna come why are you yeah. asking me like and i would tell them whatever where we're going and of course they didn't show up like we're like i should have had like flyers a hand out or whatever yeah next year i'll be more prepared <laughs> for sure but it's like some people go out to that thing loaded to the gills like ready knowing what to do because it's like their that's their playground every year and i'm yeah. like i gotta get to that level where i know what i'm doing on the strip and it must have been so insane because like it was south by southwest was canceled for like three years yeah, right dude. so this was the first year back <laughs> in three years just trying to get their fill on it like oof yeah was, dude it's crazy i i was driving there were people walking in front of my car behind my car like all around me and i'm like I need to turn. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, it was so nerve-wracking, but we had fun. It was a cool venue, too, the Flamingo Cantina. It was, like, right there on 6th Street. Yeah, dude. That was cool getting to play on 6th Street. Um, yeah, we have a, we're hitting the studio these next two weeks to record uh, for this EP. And then we have 
playing at UTSA in, in May for like their, I think it's like their orientation stuff or they're doing like the end of the year. Uh, like, you know how they have the end of the year stuff Yeah, over there for the school. But yeah, I want to do another tour soon. Try to figure that all out. <laughs> yeah. It would be cool. Have you ever like gone to like Kill Tony or anything out there in I Austin did, or like I did Kill Tony when they were here in San Antonio. Oh, they were based here. Like no, no, like they they would go on the road oh, too. They would take their show on the road, and they were at uh, Laugh Out Loud. That was actually like my twenty fifth time going on stage. Mm-hmm. And I was a huge fan of the the podcast before, um, and then I they, I got called up last. Uh, did pretty good for nice. being like my twenty fifth time on stage, sold out crowd and stuff. And then they do this thing where they'd have the the Mexican drum off when back when they had the band, and so we were they were about to wrap up, and I was just like, I also play drums, oh, you know. Oh shit! And you so, were like, throw me on, throw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to do like the. I mean, obviously, uh, Joel Jimenez like one. I mean, he's an awesome drummer, and I was rusty as shit. But it was just cool, like to be a part of. <laughs> yeah, that shit. yeah. You're like, I got to do that. Shit. I got to do that. And then yeah. when they moved to Austin, I've only been out to like the Kill Tony uh, maybe twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I didn't get, get called back up again. But I mean that that thing is a great opportunity. I mean they they Brian Redband he books people off of that yeah. show. And yeah, it's a good way for exposure too. Like yeah, you really do that. And that's 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 what it, it is. I mean you have to like find a, the a, a way in. And I hate to do that. Like oh I'm gonna cling onto their followers. Yeah. Just to hope that I get a bump. Dude, you have to. It's and, like yeah. help homies help homies out. Like it's just. Another reason why we do splits, it's like we already have similar sound. We have a similar following of people. Let's just fucking combine. Yeah. Like, let's just, you already sound dope. We sound dope. Like, let's just make a dope-ass record out of it. Like, that's kind of how I've, because I, my favorite bands do that stuff. Title Fight did that shit. Yeah. Fucking, like, there's so many bands that Joyce Manor, like, had those ideas to, like, punk splits it's like split the cost split the glory with everybody For like it's sure, just a man. good time because our last split show that we did so much fun dude and it's like everybody is enjoying it because they're like we're all releasing a record together so everyone can be excited about it and it was during the pandemic too the first time that we released it so we just had a listening party still like we had couple people from the bands come over and like whatever we just chill drank and like listen to the album yeah it's just cool shit like that like it just music is a language and i will always have i gotta respect it i gotta respect <laughs> the music gods no nah. like it's crazy it, it's cool man it's cool it's a beautiful thing like <laughs> I, I don't really i'm so out of touch with like the local scene you know, because if I have the night off, uh, like I'm gonna go do comedy or something. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's and, your hustle. No and then doubt. like, and even now, like it sucks. I have to schedule time because I'm married. I have to schedule time to have date night with the wife. You know, mm. like she's hella supportive. She lets me go out. I mean, sometimes she'll she'll bust balls every now and then and <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, but got to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, and it it sucks, man. Like I. I see all these shows like coming to town. And I see like I've been wanting to check you out. I haven't seen y'all live yet. Uh, but I, it's just like oh, I can't do that. I got a gig. Yeah, I do this, no, and that's complete. That. And that that was another thing I wanted to like bridge that gap. 
Yeah. Because I wanted to start having comedians MC like local gigs. Because really? that would give an opportunity for like local comedians to get exposure towards the local scene. Yeah. And then they can start like, hey, that guy was really funny. I want to go catch his set when he's playing so and so or whatever. Yeah. Because we, I don't know, pre COVID, MCing was kind of like a normal thing. And now they don't do that. Like they used to have a person over the mic or like someone go up like, that was so oh that was so and so i forgot i had a microphone in my hand already <laughs> yeah. it's like that was the band that just played so like give it up for you know like they would yeah. always have like someone who would like introduce the band or whatever type like that so i kind of wanted to do something like that where anyone cuz i met a comedian in austin the other day when we played there we went and skated this ditch mm. and he's like yeah i'm a comedian i'm trying to like get out of austin or whatever and i was like dude come MC a show sometime and then after that i was like why did i even tell him that yeah that would be badass though and i was like i should fucking like start doing more because it. it would be cool like just to have that little bridge and then then y'all could come and see the shows and see what's going on in the scene yeah dude i know zach was like i was saying he was doing he was hustling like i went one night with him and we hit tandem and the, oh really what was that other place uh it wasn't the blind tigers the other ones like they got like a big blue oh, i can't remember the name of it but we went we hit like two spots that night and it was just crazy seeing people like local comedians as a first like yeah like glimpse at that that i ever had seen and it's funny because it's like the same thing with local bands you see the people who practice and you see the people who like have barely this is their first night going yeah or whatever it's funny like <laughs> this guy just his whole set was him just yelling like i guess he was trying to be like chris rock or something yeah but he missed the mark completely and he was just being loud into the microphone and like no <laughs> seeing people crash on stage i think is funnier <laughs> when they have a yeah, good because like nobody realized how hard it is i mean like yeah like people want to be like chris rock chris rock makes it look so easy he's got cadence though like, but, he's got, like, like yeah. yeah there's so much that goes into that there's stuff. so much like, like people don't really grasp that like you have to build from something it don't mm. just like it's not a switch it doesn't just turn on yeah, you, you don't know? just be loud and people are like ha funny loud yeah, person <laughs> like no you have to actually like there's timing there's like so much what you're saying has to make sense like, yeah i don't know uh, that's cool crazy. but like th that that whole mc thing that's that sounds bad but like uh, it sounds cool i like the idea of it but mm -hmm. like it has to be i mean i mean, know some comics that have toured with like i had uh uh neil rubenstein on he uh. just got done touring uh opening up for uh motion city soundtrack oh that's tight so <laughs> he would go and do 15 minutes before the band i was like that's insane yeah. that sounds so scary you know because everybody's there to see music yeah and, and like, then you get yeah what's the deal with farts <laughs> you know like oh jesus <laughs> But he's he said he said he had a blast. He said like he enjoyed it. He actually he's actually gonna do what is it? Adjacent Fest mm. in Atlantic City. Huh. He's the only comedian, a list of bands, Paramore, Blink one eighty two, like all the turnstile, all these bands. Oh, he's shit, fucking what? he's doing comedy in front of like this this festival crowd. I was like, What the hell are that's you? That's pretty doing? cool though, man. Like I feel like that's cool because I, whether people realize it or not, like 
everyone who's into like DIY, they appreciate comics too. Yeah. Like that like comedy is one of those things. I just don't think they know that there's actively people trying to like be comedians. Like <laughs> Yeah, man. Like I because it's tough to like break through that little like I ceiling. yeah, I accidentally found out about the comedy open mic scene because uh I was looking for people to jam with. Mm. So open mics they would have like the back line, so all you got like the drums is there, the amps are there, you just br- bring your sticks, bring uh. your whatever. So that's how I was just looking for people to jam with. And then like I was looking it up and they're like comedy. People do comedy at the thing? Oh, is that how comedy works? Is that what open like, mics This are? is what these guys are doing. Yeah, That's dude. That's crazy. Yeah, so just uh, trying to pursue one thing, I started you know, getting into that. and mm-hmm. then Do you I, still jam at all? Or I still? have a drum set. I, and again, it's just time. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, what's that rehearsal spot? The uh, woodshed. Mm. A dope place. Oh, yeah. I, like, I love that place. Great. But- you know, you they you have to plan and schedule your time and stuff. Yeah. So if I wake up one morning, I was like, oh, I don't have nothing to do for the next couple of hours, and I go to this site booked. Yeah, it's, it's like, like oh, you have to book like days ahead. Yeah, of time. yeah. But um, that's why I like having the storage unit. Like it's good. Like this is cool. This studio space is super dope. I wish yeah. we had something more like this so we could like treat it with sound and stuff. Uh huh. Because we're essentially playing like a tin can. Like, yeah. But we treated it enough with like blankets and we have some uh soundproofing but like it it's cool to have that liberty where because i live like five minutes away Mm -hmm. and my roommate has a son so he'll be like watching him sometime like i can't just play my amp at full volume right now i'm gonna go down the road and just get it out of my system real quick and just ah like yeah, it feels good. So. It's good to have a spot like that too, <laughs> yeah. because like, say if you're at home, like you'll get distracted. You'll be doing like oh, home yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, you you have to go to a different location to just focus on exactly. that. You know, it's like a studio space. Yeah. yeah, sometimes I'll just come here, even if I'm home with podcasts. I'll come here and just write because mm-hmm. I won't write at home. You know, because you'll be like, oh fuck, I gotta feed the dog. The dog is yeah, there. Yeah. My TV's there. Mm-hmm. You know, like get distracted real quick. Yeah, you have to like. There's a business point. There's a home point, and all that stuff. So it's 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 a good idea to keep it separate and stuff. No, but yeah, I, and I, I, I used to rehearse in in, in tin can uh, <laughs> storage units and stuff. Oh, it's it Got sucks, to. but it's fucking fun. It is. You just get to let it out, man. That's like the best part about it. Just. That's a cool thing with art in general. Uh, we were like talking about this the other day, like complete other tangent. Someone was talking about how they can't sing, and I was like, "Shut up!" Like anybody can sing, anybody can dance. Like if you're bad at it, you have the ability to be better at it. Yeah. Like it sucks that these like v- these basic human things that we're dude like. Over the pantheon of humankind, people have been singing and dancing and writing music and art and, Mm -hmm. like, jesters are comedians. Like, that's been around for, like, and they were influential satire, like, to the kingdom. Like, it's just crazy that nowadays people think you have to have this, like, it's a skill now. Yeah. It's like, no, this is part of being human, creating, crafting, doing artistic things is like part of our human nature like who cares if you're not good at do that shit you think native americans were good at just yodeling to like the fucking sun god like yeah they didn't give a shit <laughs> like who cares do whatever like, yeah the sun's gonna explode anyways or yeah for sure do whatever man. the fuck you want <laughs> i don't know 
tangent over on that. No, that's pretty dope. Yeah, that's pretty dope because like, yeah, all you got to just do it. It's not like, oh, you were born to do this. Like some people, they, they do have that natural born talent. True. Stuff, but you could like anybody, like work at it. Just exactly. work at it. If you want it, yeah. get that shit. <laughs> like that's all it is, man. Like, and that's where I'm like, I see it's admirable. I see how much time you put into like your podcasts, your hustle and stuff yeah that's i'm like hell yeah like i know you're about it and i see other people in the scene and it gets me hyped i'm just like mm -hmm. yeah good shit it's cool no man it's, it's nice to like to like inspire like even with the music scene you know like i'm pretty sure a lot of people look at your band they're like man i want to be like that you know it blows my mind like well, this one time we played and there was like a like waiting for us afterward and they're like can you sign our cd can you sign and I'm like, dude that was like one of those moments where i was like actually like holding tears back where i'm like oh my god these people like are listening to us like yeah they are genuinely engaged with what we're doing and stuff and this person like can i take a photo with you and i was like yeah i guess like that's yeah. so sure weird it's just weird that that <laughs> it is, it is like, pretty it is pretty dope because like for uh, as an audience perspective they see you doing something that they think oh i couldn't do that yeah i couldn't get on that stage i couldn't play that guitar i couldn't uh, sing that song and that makes you know? me so sad i'm just like ah you can you can you can yeah but i like i i I'm glad that people are like actively supporting local music and art like that cuz it's just crazy to see that sometimes like even whenever it's like just a local DIY show and people pull up crazy like that I'm just like what y'all really got nothing better <laughs> yeah dude. It, I'm glad I'm glad no it's, it's dope when people Hell come yeah. out because I think about the same thing like <laughs> uh, Tuesday lol is the, the open mics mm. and every time every Tuesday there's a crowd and I was That's like awesome. what are y'all Dude, that's badass. You know, it's such a risk because, like, again, open mic, anybody could go up. Mm -hmm. All you gotta do is like, well, there's a bucket, you gotta get picked and stuff. But it could be their first time, the hundredth time, last time, whatever. And people are there to see it. I was like, what is going on? What side man? of town is that on? Uh, the Park North, mm -hmm. right here off of uh, North Star. That's right the North cool Star. thing about it too is like, there's so many subsects of San Antonio yes. where it's like you have to play in each or like do your set in each like part of town to get noticed in those areas yeah. and stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. Check out Pink Zeppelin. They're like the northwest side of things, so it's like there's a whole nother side. Like it's crazy. You'll when we play downtown, I know who the people are that are gonna pull up. Or when we play the north side, I know who's gonna pull up. Like, yeah, it's like those locals to that area or whatever. Like they're like, oh, it's gonna be a five minute drive for me. Of course, I'll pull up to the show. Or like when it's out of the way. Of course, when we play down on the strip, people are gonna pull up no matter what because they like to get drunk on yeah, St. Yeah. Mary's for whatever reason. And I'm just like, all right, uh, Paper Tiger is like fun, but. I hate St. Mary's, dude. Like, the parking is just... the parking. The parking God. alone, yeah. Oh, my God. There's always so much construction. It's like... I have to just go and run and see if my car's not towed every, like, 10 minutes. I'm like, is it still there? Yeah. Okay, cool. I can go, like, chill for another 30 until I have to run back. But you're always thinking, like, is it there? Yes, dude. I hate Are the windows it. busted? <laughs> is my gear still in yeah, there? Like, dude. oh, my God. It's scary, man. I had some homies. They lost all their gear. Like, I've had band members that oh, lost, lost gear, too, I man. would not. I would go 
postal, dude. Like, I don't know what I would do. I just, uh, it's like my worst fear. Yeah, dude. It, it sucks because, like, you invest and then you, I mean, you have to, with pedals, you got to try stuff. Exactly. Guitar. I mean, you, you just, you found the situation that fits works you. yeah you put it together and then mm. some asshole busts a window and fucking takes your shit your you're life like, ah, <laughs> yeah dude oh if someone took my guitar that guitar is like so sentimental to me at this point that's a, that's why i want to retire it i don't want to yeah, play it yeah. anymore because if i did lose it if it breaks fine i could just whatever glue it together hang it up retire yeah. it, give it its fucking proper burial or whatever but if someone stole it and i lost it i would lose it my i would snap dude because that thing I, that was my first guitar that i yeah, like, ever dude jammed on toured with fucking so many milestones with that thing so it's like it scares me even thinking about Damn, that man, nobody fun. steal my guitar <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like oh. oh my god i i love that thing it's so badass yeah but yeah it's like that gear like do you have a favorite mic that you use that is that no 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 like this is my pride this is my pride <laughs> that is funny though because because like when I, I do run a show at the at the tiger when i'm on my show i'll take my own mic and i'll <laughs> yeah. plug in my own mic because just like just aesthetically i, like, I just <laughs> like the way it looks for pictures and stuff i don't know it's weird i feel that no nah, yeah you got your like special one you're like all right, someone's taking photos tonight. Yeah. Look badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> do is. you okay? This is a, a question I gotta know before you do a set. Are you like I gotta get dripped up before? Are you like I got, I'm gonna put on the outfit and stuff? Is nah. that like, dude? I always have to like wear something that I'm like this looks cool. I'm gonna wear something cool. Like I don't yeah. know why. I just like have to. I feel like it's like part of the aesthetic i usually wear the same thing black shirt black hat the only thing i switch up is my shoes i have show shoes <laughs> he's I, like i got the show I, the little yeah yeah <laughs> that's the only thing that pops out even though like nobody can see my shoes to me i'm just like these are my show like, shoes. yeah i'm on cloud nine right <laughs> yeah dude and then after the gig i'll take them off put them back in the box and i'll see you next oh, show shit. yeah Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then after a while, like they just become regular shoes yeah. and stuff. But then yeah. you get another pair. <laughs> another pair. My next show Adorn shoes. Adorn the new ones. Yeah, like, dude. Oh, hell yeah. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cycle. That's yeah, funny. for sure, man. Uh, Jesus. So uh, your your next e this last uh, release is there a, was there a theme to it? Like all the songs, or is just a collection of songs that just so sort of fit together? It was kind of like. A little bit of both, I guess. Because there's a lot of those songs from that I was writing when I moved here first in 2016. Okay. Uh, and those were very much about, like, isolation and stuff already. Because I didn't know anybody when I moved up here. Like, I was barely going to school, barely getting into, like, going to shows, learning, like, meeting people and stuff. Like... It was like I hit the reset button, which was a good thing and also like a scary giant like leap from I, I was in this West Texas area, very tight knit neighborhood community that was like everyone knows each other, like family owned stuff, like everyone is very cool with each other. Yeah. There's just no growth there. Like as far as music or like anything like that goes, if you're not playing country or you're not painting like windmills and shit they yeah. don't care about your craft it's not like i couldn't be doing this stuff over there and it wouldn't get received the same way at all okay. so like yeah, yeah. it's kind of where i was like 
I'm gonna go be an animator. That was my main thing. I went to school for animation, so oh, okay. I came up here to become an animator. I got my degree in animation or whatever, but like all of that time in between, I was putting being an animator on the back burner to start jamming. But all the stuff I was learning in school was like helping me with like merch, like doing promotional videos, like all the the content that we can make and stuff was possible because I was learning so much stuff in like Illustrator, Photoshop, and like After Effects. Mm -hmm. Like it was just a perfect storm of shit like going on. And um, yeah, I feel like being alone, like I had my two good friends that I moved up here with. Okay. But I didn't know. I, I just was so like. I want to be out there playing music, but how do I do that? Mm -hmm. How do I get out there? And it's like, I did an open mic, or it wasn't an open mic, it was like a talent show at my school, but like, it was an art school, so I didn't think anyone would really care. I was scared, and I was doing really corny acoustic, like, you know, front porch step, or like that whole, like, I was doing stuff like that, where it was just acoustic, whiny, and I didn't even stay for the, the judging. I left immediately. Oh, I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. scared. I'm going home. I don't want to hear what they say. Or Dang. Like, so I left. I got third place. I, I came to school on Monday. And some chick was like, I got a video of you playing. Like, you did great. Like, I, I, it's on YouTube, this, this, and that. And I was like, Whoa. She was like, yeah, you got third place, but you left. And I was just like, oh, cool. Like, I was so frightened i didn't think any because like people were clapping but in my head i'm just like they hate this yeah, this is dude. awful like i, I respect the shit. <laughs> i respect the shit like for you you're just like oh that, that was a, that was so bad but people actually enjoyed it I, I like that humbleness about like people you know i hate like people like oh i fucking murdered i fucking killed dude. they enjoy they they got blessed with my songs yeah, and all that I shit like that <laughs> no man dude i'm like no like so it was a breath of fresh air to hear that it was received well nice. by these people. So it was just like, maybe I can start jamming with people. And that was kind of where there's this thing called Vamper. It's kind of like uh, like Tinder for band members. Really? <laughs> yeah, like you like make an account, you put what you play or like your your specialty and stuff and that's fucking red, it, dude. It, and that's how I met my homie Brandon. They were in the Frog and Bandit, and I tried out playing bass for them and stuff. And I ended up not playing with them, but I got, like, super tight with them. And I started going to all their shows, just meeting a bunch of super cool people. And, like, it's how I met my drummer and eventually my bassist and stuff. So it was just getting out of that. I was writing about all of that stuff at that time. Uh -huh. And then during the pandemic, I felt like I hadn't touched that stuff in a minute. And then it kind of resurfaced back because it was relatable again. I was in that rut again. I was like, oh, we're all like isolated into our homes doing this or whatever. Social distancing was a single that we put out. I wrote that during the pandemic. And mm -hmm. that was kind of like straight about what was going on but then thematically i was just like all of this can go together as an lp and i've been wanting to do a i feel like that's every band's goal or should be goal to like put a full-length album out mm -hmm. so that was kind of where i was like we've done two eps we've released a handful of singles like the next leap is our full length and like 
I still consider it a demo. Like I would definitely go back and like redux it or whatever, but I have a hard copy. Like if a a label were to come to me or if somebody, some exec or whatever was like, hey, do you have an album? Absolutely, I got a fucking album. Yeah. It's reference material more or less, but people are enjoying it. I enjoy it. I like where it sounds. I think we can do better, obviously, in the future, especially with our new lineup that we have right now. Like Melvin's our bassist. He's fucking godsend. Love that boy. That's my homie right there. And our new drummer, Jaden. Oh my god, he just like adds to the sound so much. It's were they on this last record? No. Oh, the, so the last oh, okay. record was uh, Carlos Jimenez. He was helping me run Temp A. He was doing the the drums on that one. Melvin did bass on it, but it was just like that's where I'm saying it's kind of more or less like we were trying to put it out, get it out there. The concepts are out there and done. Yeah. And we have the songs finished. We jam them. I think the live versions are obviously way better because like our presence on stage, I think is like a factor when it comes to it. Like we jam hard. I try to jam hard. (laughs) We like play live and stuff. Yeah. So I think that's another reason people are engaged to the music because they see like how how much we give a shit about this stuff because like i i tell my drummer and my bass all the time like i would be dead without this stuff like music yeah is that important to me like it's just i owe it to my like i owe my life to this craft and to art in general like it's just it's done so much. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> nah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's wild. But, like, I don't think people put that type of stuff into consideration of, like, we're putting our hearts on our sleeves and, like, yeah. hoping people like, give you, a you shit. Like, you act cool. Like, oh, it's just some tunes. <laughs> yeah. We were just having like, some fun. But, no, man, like, it, nah. it is my life's work <laughs> exactly. right now. You know, this is all I'm about right yep, now, you know. Yep. But you still got to act like it's just, oh, we're just Yeah, fun. that's why it's, like, it's funny because whenever people are, like, aren't you going to introduce your band or whatever? And I'm, like, dude, it's just my band. Like, I don't, I don't want to, like, blow it up out of proportion because don't get me wrong, I love this shit. But, like... I'm not doing it for the clout. I'm not doing it for the money. I'm not doing it for, like, I'm doing this for my mental health. Like, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, I feel like that's what it should be. Like, this is, it's cheaper than therapy. Uh, I say it's cheaper than no, therapy. No, 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 for sure. At the end of the day, I feel like a therapist might be cheaper <laughs> than doing this shit, but it's funner than therapy. I'll say that. It's a, it's a it's a it's a therapy in itself yeah, for sure. It's catharsis for sure. Like it's not a replacement <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I love it, and I would not have it any other way. Like I love doing merch. I love selling the records and shit. Feels bad taking money from people sometimes. I'm Dude, just like, yeah, fuck. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's how they're showing appreciation. Yeah, for, it's support. For it, you know, support. and it's a it's a beautiful thing. Like sometimes you just have to let people love you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's tough. You're just it like, is Ugh. a tough thing. Like, oh, I don't, I don't trust it. You know. Uh, well, it's funny because whenever someone comes and buys merch, the second I see them pull cash out, I'm like, okay, well, they're making a transaction. I'm giving them a deal. Like, I'll give them a shirt. Do you have a CD? No. Here's a CD too, and they're like, "Well, how much is the CD?" And I'm like, "No, you're good." But then they end up still paying for the CD too, and I'm like, 
I'm trying to give you free shit, but they just want to support. Yeah. That's where it like comes down to. And it's for me, I'm just like, why won't you let me give you free stuff? Yeah. Why won't you let me give you money? They're like, like, you know, this is a business, right? You know that you're, you own your own company right here. You're really not doing good for business if you're giving shit away. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm glad they're there to save my ass because I would just be giving my shit away at the end of the day. Nah, for sure. Yeah. Support. That's why I love the local like they're they're so down <laughs> yeah cool. and also if, if somebody pays for something they're gonna care for it a little bit more mm-hmm. you know like for like oh, i had true i true. had like sticker packs and i was just like i would give them away you know mm-hmm. like oh if you want a sticker you know whatever just so it has my my uh instagram on it whatever so people that paid it obviously they're gonna keep it i paid money for this stuff i didn't even think of it like that if 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 I've given a sticker away, I've I've seen them in the parking lot on the way to my car. Mm-hmm. Like they just threw it out, like because they didn't they didn't care. They didn't yeah. invest anything. They're not losing anything. They're just, it's just pretty much like they oh here you throw this away from me yeah. type of thing. And I was <laughs> here's like, your piece of trash now. Yeah, <laughs> and there's nothing more heartbreaking I didn't than even seeing think of that. yeah seeing something that you've given somebody mm-hmm. on the floor because it's like. I'm thinking of it now how you said it. Like anytime I purchase something, I've Fuck it, this is gold to me now. Yeah. Like even if it's like a five dollar something like it's that. It's something. A cassette or some yeah. shit. I'm just like It means more. Yeah. I've never even like I always think like free shit, because I like people love free shit, but that they just it's just oh I got it for nothing. Yeah. It's nothing if nothing I lose lost it. If you lose exactly. it, you know. It's like this is monetary value now. <laughs> like Yeah. Especially with something like I, I like to make our shirts collectible shirts i guess because like limited edition yeah that's one thing i feel like bands are like missing a mark on here is like well how many of your favorite bands just do the same logo over and mm-hmm, over and over mm-hmm. again it's like no they always every tour they have a new run of merch or every gig it's like this is the new gig merch or whatever so yeah i try to keep our merch as fresh as possible and there's some that we've done where it's like we're never doing this one again we mm-hmm. only did 25 of these shirts if you buy it that's it like you're never i like that idea one. but it's also a bummer because like say for me i just found y'all but i want that shirt that you put well, out we're three years do ago more <laughs> stuff like that so then it's yeah. cool though because when i see people wearing those shirts i'm like you were at that show. yeah like, i can tag you can time stamp them exactly. like oh you've been with us since the for beginning so we have a home that is pretty dope easton easton row we're doing a show for him uh march 25th super active dude in this diy scene he just gives back to local and it's great so we want to do this dope show for him but it's like guys like him since 2019 he's been around like he's just he saw us i'm sure at imagine or at like one of the local spots and he he has like our first run of merch we ever did and he still wears it to like the gigs and stuff and i'm like dude i haven't seen that shirt in yeah forever like it's been years or whatever it's just cool to see that (laughs) like piece of time like it's it's memorabilia now it's like a a collector's (laughs) shirt or whatever i don't know that is pretty dope man it's fun what's funny like you mentioned something how like your live uh show or your live performance of the songs from this last album are a whole lot different with that live aspect. Mm-hmm. I wonder, like, like you know how, like, well, comedy they do specials. Yeah. I want you ever think about like recording the live thing and like releasing that as a thing, like, the, like visually too, and yeah. not just like the audio, mm. you know. 
uh, like the live performance of that. You know, Audio Tree. Like, have you ever seen any of those? Yeah. So yeah, I wanted to do something like that where it's like like in studio. Yeah. Okay. I think that would be so sick because it's just like a way to capture the essence and the sound at the same time is it though because there's no crowd there see and that's fine with me it would be cool if there would be a crowd there but i feel like when it comes to recording it if i wanted a live studio version of it you'd have to put into consideration the over like lapping of the crowd into the mix and stuff like that yeah if we had a live like version of us just playing in the studio because i think that's what we're going to be doing when we go play at sag because it just makes it sound so much more organic, in yeah. my opinion. Like, we usually would do track for track where we're going like, okay, section this, section that. And it's cool. It makes it sound nice and clean and produced or whatever. But, like, I listen to, like, fucking Captain Jazz and, like, all these, like, old obscure bands where they're like, okay, put the mic on. We're, like, playing it. We got one chance. One tweet. Yeah, one tweet. That's my shit. Yeah. I love that stuff because it's just so raw you can't do it again it's like a complete you're capturing lightning in a jar type thing yeah for sure and if we had a one live set where it's like you get 30 minutes for us to record you on these badass mics and you get one chance we're gonna capture all your fuck ups if you mess up or like whatever and i'm cool with that because then you can go back and be like oh dude laugh at your shit whatever. yeah like but something like that would be so badass i would love to do something like that because then there would be the visual side because we jump around we get into it like we like to have fun when we're playing because how can people like move to your music if you're not moving exactly i never understood that like if you're just like "Mm, yeah whatever i want to see people tearing each other apart (laughs) get into it and jam hard as hell there's nothing there's no bigger bummer than seeing a band that you like and they don't give a fuck american football dude when i saw american football live they just the vibe was off man like i was so hyped to go see them and they're just standing completely still with their guitar oh my god it was so bad like yeah uh I hate that. I saw it was years, years ago, but this is when I realized that it bugged me. I saw uh, Jimmy World. <gasps> no, no, and, and the drummer, everybody else was into uh, it, but the drummer was just like, I don't give a shit. He's just like, this is my and fucking of course, day job. I, as a drummer, I'm always watching the drummer. I can't help but watch the drummer nonstop, you know? So I am focused on him, and he's just like going through the motions. I'm like, oh, this is such a bummer, dude. Yeah, you that know? sucks. Like, you guys made it, and you're not having. You're not having fun up there, dude? Dude, evidently enough, Jimmy World is my favorite show I've ever seen live. It was them and Incubus at Red Rocks. It might have just been the venue, dude. Probably, Red Rocks, But, oh, my God, they sounded huge, dude. And, like, I think they had just put, was it Futures out? I forgot what album. They had just dropped, like, their latest album or whatever. Oh, okay. And, like, it was so good. Them and Incubus together just... Do you jam Incubus at all? Or you ever like listen? I like to the, I like Science. Oh, that's my favorite record, dude. It was gnarly, best dude. record. And then oh they went God. Radio Pop, which I get. I mean, make your money. Morning but. View was the decline, but I th- they had some like uh, well, Light Grenades was a good fucking record, and so was uh, Crow Left of the Murder. But like, yeah, Science is untouched gold, dude. Like, and it because there was nothing like that at the time. No, there was nothing like that. No, and it's funny because people. I love Incubus. I'm like, you jam signs? Like, like what's, that? what's that? Yeah. Oh, it makes me so mad. I'm just like, 
You only listen to Morning View. That's it. That's all you ever heard. And I get it. Like, people want to do acid and listen to something. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm trying to get some aggression out. Or, like, but it's, like, funky. It's, like, if... I don't like Red Hot Chili Peppers hot take. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I, mean, I like that one album. I like uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. I don't like the order of the tracks. That bums me out. But that album's great. Everything else, ah, uh, There's nothing worse than the flow of a CD being bad, too. Like, yeah. That's the thing where it's just like, like I don't know. I hate that, too. It makes a big difference. A lot of people are like, just, I'll just put one, two, you know, just stack yeah. however they, you know, however you recorded them and stuff. But See, no. if we go back and redux this album, because there was some things that I did want to go back and change, but we just didn't have time. It was like a time crunch. But I wanted to do little, like, uh like skits in between songs and like okay. just stuff like that because i remember listening to albums like wu-tang for example mm-hmm. dude 36 chambers like all the little skits in between they're like running up like, hey the cops are coming we need to get out like yeah. shit like that is just immersive to the record like yeah. you're in it you're just like in the middle of a song and then you're like oh shit we're getting pulled up on right now like what's going on like i wanted to do little stuff like that where it was kind of like you hear a door open someone's walking in and it's like turning on a cassette and mm-hmm. then that's like the beginning like little skit stuff like that or like sample shit uh but yeah i didn't do most of the production kind of learning more production so like this next time that we record our next lp i guess i'll have more influence on that side of like doing what's going full on on the record like yeah. i'm trying to like pick up the pieces and do my own little label thing right now but uh until then i just have so many ideas yeah. <laughs> like it's just all this brain don't stop thinking not <laughs> for sure man ever. for sure it's a gift and a curse nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure well, that's cool man oh so so you got an ep coming up or you're gonna go record an ep and, uh, so do you think it's better financially too but like to do small because i know you said you want to do another lp but as far as like promotions is it better to do like singles and release that like eps a couple songs and release that and promote that or the lp is still necessary for a promotional tool so in the long run an lp for sure but it's like you have you can't do an lp without dropping a single or like an ep in my opinion just because it's like you have to generate that hype if you're not, if you just became a band and you went and recorded a whole studio album, we're like, well, this exists now. Yeah. How does anyone know where to go yeah. or who you, you are? You gotta tease like, them a bit. Exactly. Like you have to play a couple shows, then like, hey, we we're gonna go record. Like, okay, game plan. Like, you play your couple gigs, band fun. Now you know, all the money you've been making from those little gigs, put that in band fun. Go hit the studio one time, record one song, and then now you have a, or even you could do like a a fundraiser show, like, hey, we're going to go hit the studio. If anyone wants to come donate, we're going to be playing the show, pull up, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then when you put the single out, you're like, hey, does anyone want an EP? Do people like the single? Or are we well enough to do an EP? Like, kind of just test the water. Like, Mm -hmm. Because if you drop, a, if you put money and time into an EP and nobody cares for it, then you're just out that money. And yeah, stuff. it's kind of like you gotta like 
see, do people even want this? Yeah. Like, do people like this music? Because, of course, I'm going to like my own music. It's mm-hmm. biased as hell. But, like, do other people enjoy this? So it's, like, kind of put that out. Because I've always – I wanted to, like – do a patreon because i've always had this idea of doing like a monthly run of merch where like you subscribe to our patreon and you get like a monthly shirt of like exclusive to that yeah Um, it's just so much work that goes into all that shit but like i feel like it would be cool it's a good way for people to support the page and something like that and that's how you know you have people Mm -hmm. supporting you Mm -hmm. like directly and stuff because i think (laughs) some musicians can get deluded like we were talking earlier like you just immediately think you've got the world on this like pedestal for you when it's no (laughs) like it's not like that at all yeah even if you have had successful bands before and you're like rebranding a new one it's new you still gotta like baby step your way back into it like you could have clout bringing another like yeah I'll, i'll have like 10 people pull up and stuff but that's just like a 10 couple people you need mm-hmm. to that, regain the whole like following for that new sound you're doing and stuff like that at least in my experience that's always how i figured it would be or whatever yeah. i've wanted to start another project but time yeah <laughs> time is just such a a thing i hate <laughs> it sucks man there's not yeah. enough time to do all the things that you want to do exactly yeah because i still like i'm a cook too so i still like work like my day job and stuff and then i have a screen printing business that me and my homie do for like local bands and shit. it's fun dude like it's cool because it's fun and i don't hate it and like i'm also getting to give back to like the local scene and they're willing to pay for it i mean i'm not charging them a lot or whatever i'm trying to make it as like minimal because i feel like dude like merch shops are gouging super hard lately yeah it's like it is a demand but they like they upcharge the shit out of stuff because they want they know people need it yeah <laughs> so they're just people like we'll pay for it too like oh you want this shirt with your logo on it right yeah. well you're gonna pay this much for it i'm like dude i hate that like it's upsetting so it's like uh, where can we make that stop happening mm-hmm. we'll, we'll cut out the middleman and just fucking because that's my whole thing is like if you supply us shirts i'll charge you even less like all fucking that's money less that i have to spend on going and buying the shirts yeah. and shit so you're just buying the ink and the labor at that point so that's pretty dope man yeah i love it though it's the best way to like it's the most gratifying way to use art and like a utility way of like putting it on shirts yeah. where people are gonna wear it and stuff like that. What what's the what's the company called the screen printing? The steps. Am I wearing oh, I don't, I'm not even wearing any of my shit. The steps? <laughs> the steps, yeah. Okay. That's the name of the company our screen printing. We eventually wanna do like embroidery and stuff too. And I have like I wanna do like a label thing out of it or like a booking agency type thing. Cause I already book shows all the time and like I don't ever have like a name to be like booked by medusa complex or whatever yeah. but it's like we're not playing this gig but medusa complex booked it yeah so it's like i get the steps booked it or whatever that's like our little tag thing because i always have touring bands hitting me up and they're like where can we go and i'll just like 
pipeline them like hit up this guy or i got you i'll give you a date right here so yeah any touring bands hit me up <laughs> that's dope man put y'all on a bill or something that's dope you got you got a lot going on man you got the band <laughs> the screen printing yeah that's a lot but it's the fun. booking agency I'm enjoying it i'm it keeps me busy. It yeah. keeps me from going insane. So. No, I get that, man. You got to stay busy or else you get lost in your thoughts, well, and nobody yeah, wants that. Exactly. You know? That's the last place I'm trying to be. <laughs> yeah, so, man. yeah, it's definitely something that's keeping me occupied, and I'm grateful for it. So if you ever need shirts, man. For sure, man. Up. For sure. I'm actually thinking about that. Yeah, but, this uh, logo, too. That's tight. I could definitely probably pull that. Nice, for man. sure. Nice. Uh, well, thanks for doing this, man. It was nice to fucking course, meet you finally. Man. Likewise, yeah, dude. dude. It was great to it was Super great to tight. talk to you about music and stuff. So uh, again, anything you want to promote? All, all the things that you got going on. If you want to hit him with that, yeah. So Medusa Complex essay again on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all the platforms. You know, um, we're gonna be doing a split EP hopefully this summer with a bunch of other DIY bands. Just Fine, Sleep Schedule, Casanova Flip, Victory Lap. Trying to just get a big thing going for the summer, have a fun emo thing go off or whatever. So we're hitting the studio in San Antonio College this Tuesday. Yeah. And we'll be done recording in like two weeks. So there'll be stuff. Hit up our page. That's nice, where you'll man. see all that stuff at. Nice, man. Thanks for coming by, dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, appreciate it. Latest. Man. Thanks, dude. <laughs>